Welcome back to the podcast at Easter Lutheran Church. My name's Pastor Brandon, and I'm here with... Hey, I'm Pastor Megan. And our producer, Lynn Lily. Lynn... Lynn Lilac. Lynn Lilac. Amy Cashon. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. The thing is that the producer doesn't have a mic, so if the producer were to want to correct her name, in theory, no one could hear her anyway. Yes, and it's Lynn Lilac. So we are so glad you're joining us. Remember, um, this is this is we're we're in our worship series better together, and we are indeed better together. So thanks for tuning in, whether you're listening on your own or with a group of people. we continue our worship series this week uh, with John chapter 19, which is just one chapter later than last week. But there are a few important things that we talked about last week that still apply to this week's story. Pastor Megan. Yeah, so context is always good, especially mm. when you're at this portion of the story in the Gospel of John, uh, because the, the, the events are rolling pretty quick now. And uh, uh, like we talked about last week, we mentioned like, hey, these are going to sound like maybe Monday, Thursday or Good Friday or Holy Week texts in general. And yes, I know it is not yet Holy Week. Uh, this is the fifth Sunday in Lent. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday. So I know it feels like we're ahead of the curve. Um, it's one of the things I like about the narrative lectionary is that it says, no, 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 you, you should hear the whole story like hear as much of this as you can because it's because it's worth it so where we were left before is that jesus had been uh had been betrayed uh judas had led the authorities to him in the kidron valley he was taken uh to oh my gosh somebody's had caiaphas and annas and Mm -hmm. religious authorities let's keep it let's keep it general he was being uh, detained by the religious authorities and questioned. Now, as you uh, might have remembered, as we talked about last week, while the religious authorities were pretty darn angry with Jesus for the ways they perceived him being, you know, blasphemous, um, what they really wanted was him gone. Mm-hmm. But they do not have authority to get him gone. So after some questioning, they realized, ah, darn, like we can't. We can't pin him on anything. Mm-hmm. We're going to need to bring him to the Roman authorities mm-hmm. because if we can convince them that he is a threat to their power, mm-hmm. then they'll kill him in like half a second because that's the way Rome establishes peace. And and, and this is genius. I mean, evil genius. But then if Jesus's followers, which are numerous, are upset that Jesus was murdered, if you're a religious leader, you can be like, oh, it was the Romans. You know, I didn't have right, anything to right. do with it. Yeah. Oh, bummer. Those oppressive forces. Yeah. Oh, darn When in it. Rome. When, yeah. Well, when in Rome, follow the rules or they'll cut your head off is kind of the way the story should go. Because yeah. when people talk about the Pax Romana, the, 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 the peace of Rome, right? Well, it's not because Rome was so kind and gracious that everybody was happy and didn't want to fight. Rome kept peace by saying, right, these are the rules. Hmm. Do whatever you want. Be happy. It's cool. But if you cross these lines, um, we'll mow you down. Yeah. It's yeah. it's so everybody knew, oh, don't don't raise a ruckus. Don't cause too much trouble. Here are the five things to really never do. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as you toe that line, mm-hmm. you should be good. That's why you know Judaism could continue to thrive here in Jerusalem because as long as they didn't 
uh, like have a religious riot um, and try to overthrow Rome. They could just keep doing what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So when they take Jesus to Pilate, um, they try to say, "Oh, oh, this guy is a this guy is a threat uh, to to Rome." You know, we're this guy is a this is a, he's a he says he's a king. Nobody can be a king except for Caesar. Oh, we love we love the emperor. We turn this guy in because we we wouldn't <laughs> want anybody to to threaten the emperor. <laughs> yeah. um, all lies. All lies. All lies. And Pilate pretty well sees through it. I yeah. think Pilate. I mean, it, if you want to read this the story here in in the rest of of chapter eighteen, I think it's worth reading. Um, but you can kind of hear Pilate being like, "I don't have, I don't what." What? Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do mm -hmm. what with this guy? Why? Um, so he's inclined to say, this is your problem. Solve your own religious issues. But when the crowd starts getting angry mm -hmm. about that, that's when Pilate realizes he has a bit of a Pax Romana issue on his hands. Mm -hmm. If there is a riot, if there is a mob that will draw attention that he doesn't need. And so then he's inclined to placate them. Well, how does he placate them? Uh, he offers them a trade. He says, okay, you really want to kill someone? Hey, it's Passover. That's cool. We can kill someone. You can kill this Jesus guy who's done like nothing. Um, or how about, well, you should kill this Barabbas guy. He's mean. He's bad. Ooh, take your pick. Um, and they take their pick. Hmm. And hmm. they pick Jesus because, uh, as we've talked about before, uh, when people get really riled up, sometimes, um, man, it's easy to fall into decisions that they might not otherwise make. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somebody's got to pay. Somebody's got to pay. And it's even, usually the innocent person. Yep. Yep. Even yeah. if nobody's got to pay or even what you're mad, what you're actually mad at yeah. um, isn't what's right in front of you. Boy, this is so encouraging. Right? Um, this is one uplifting. of the things, even as a kid, I will sidebar and say that even as a kid, this story, the story of Holy Week, the story of the lead up to the betrayal and, and murder of Jesus broke my heart mm. every year. Because what I saw was at every step the way humans could have been better humans mm -hmm. and chose instead to, to be hurtful, mm -hmm. to, to, to choose anger um, and, and for Jesus to pay the price for it, right? And, and to this day, like I can remember being a kid weeping in the pew uh, when, if we'd read the Passion Story on Palm mm -hmm. Sunday or on Good Friday because I just you can see every way that it shouldn't have gone like mm -hmm. this, right? Mm -hmm. And yet here we are. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to read um, part of the Passion story and just invite you to close your eyes um, and kind of you know, imagine the scene if you're comfortable with that. But otherwise, let these words sink in, uh, remembering full well that this is an innocent man mm -hmm. um, who, who people decided needed to die. Right. So this is John chapter 19. And this is verses 1 through 16a, which means we'll just read the first half of verse 16. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. And the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they dressed him in a purple robe. They kept coming up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and striking him on the face. Pilate went out again and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no case against him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, here is the man. When the chief priests and the police saw him, they shouted, crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no case against him. The Jews answered him, we have a law and according to that law, he ought to die because he has claimed to be the son of God. 
Now, when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid than ever. He entered his headquarters again and asked Jesus, where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, do you refuse to speak to me? Do you not know that I have power to release you and power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, you would have no power over me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to release him, but the Jews cried out, if you release this man, you are no friend of the emperor. Everyone who claims to be a king sets himself against the emperor. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside and sat on the judge's bench at a place called the Stone Pavement, or in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now, it was the day of preparation for the Passover, and it was about noon. He said to the Jews, here is your king. They cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate asked them, shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, we have no king but the emperor. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified. I just want to point out that it is the religious authorities, those who have condemned Jesus for saying that he is blasphemous, for saying he's the king of God, those who, whose first rule is there, there is one God and that God is one, um, saying we have no king but the emperor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is like it's not just a betrayal of Jesus. It's practically a betrayal of their whole faith in their mm-hmm. anger and frustration and desperation. Um, they have made the law into an idol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's heartbreaking all the way down. Yeah, yeah, and I there's echoes of you know Simon Peter denying Jesus three times and all that he's learned from Jesus. But this is this cuts even further because these are the religious leaders right. denying their entire faith tradition that's thousands of years right. old. Right, that that they have lived and died for. Mm. That generations have have gone into exile and clawed their way back. And I mean, they've they've been willing to set it all aside for this this one guy that they're mad at. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's interesting because Kara. Well, it's all interesting, but it's all interesting. Uh, Reverend Dr. Caroline Lewis points out that in John's Gospel, Jesus is king because he is God's presence in the world. So he's actually king before he gets crucified. It's not that he's revealed as king because he dies and is raised again. He's already king of the Jews, king of the world, king of all creation because he is God's presence in this world, and so. Um, that as that comes to light, I, I, people just can't deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, think about how we get riled up whenever someone says something that we interpret as I'm better than you, hmm. right? Like anytime someone says, no, 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 let me do this for you. No, 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 I'm an expert in this field. No, 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 I've got I've got the training. I've, I, I know how to help you. Let me help you. Let me show you. There's like this human urge to just be like, ah, you don't know better than me. I can do it myself. I'm fine. And so yeah. Jesus says, I am, I am your king. I will, I will lead you. I, I have the gift of life that you want and need that God has sent me to bring. And they go, no, 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 no. We want to make it ourselves. We want to do it ourselves. Yeah. So we want it to be based on our laws and our power and our control. No, thank you. Yeah. And they choose even worse. They yeah. choose the emperor to be their king versus Jesus. And the oppressor. Yeah. Yeah. And there is, it's interesting because mm. I think um, people at Easter love it when we talk about Christian nationalism. Good. Yeah. Um, that there, 
there is this growing and it's and it's fake. I mean, it's not fake, but it's not true. Right. There's this growing uh, religion called yeah. Christian nationalism, where really we've turned worshiping patriotism, worshiping the flag, um, worshiping whiteness, and and we've turned that into our religion versus worshiping and following Jesus. Yeah. That we've we've literally pledged our allegiance to this nation right. versus pledging our allegiance and living our whole lives for Jesus. Yes. And it's uh, whew, it's a virus. Yeah. And it's and it's deceptive too because it gets tied up in this sensibility of, well, aren't you proud of your country? Aren't you glad to be a part of a place where you are free to worship your god as you choose? Don't you support your your military? Like let me just take all that stuff off the table. I do love my country. I am proud to be in a place where I can worship as I choose. I do support my military. And my allegiance is to God first and God alone. Hmm. My, my life as an American is lived in light of first my relationship with, with God, the call that I have to love and serve my neighbor. I'm, I'm grateful for the overlap of my call, my faith calls me to serve my neighbor hmm. and the fact that i that i live in the country in a country with with neighbors to serve that yeah. i can serve yeah. and love freely like i think that's beautiful but when i say no my my religion and my patriotism are 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 the same hmm. thing even if you try to equate them you've subjugated your faith hmm. there's there's a first thing and that is that is god and you you got to really be cautious about any time that you might be graying that line and and Mm -hmm. and look friends there's there's lots of things that we make into idols right there are lots of things that we mistakenly say this is more god so i'm not saying there's just one person or kind of person who messes (laughs) that up there are lots of ways to do that i think the real risk of, of something like christian nationalism is first of all it's it's real big and real powerful right now um and and also that um there's much bigger po- themes of of power and control woven up in something like a Christian nationalism mindset, mm-hmm. um, which I think is is dangerous and threatening, and we should pay attention to, especially in light of a story like this one. Yes, I was going to say, listeners, you're pro- we've probably said some things went a direction you weren't ready for, it Ooh. made you uncomfortable, Ooh. and we should be uncomfortable. Yeah, because in our scriptures is the is the murder of an innocent man. And that should make us uncomfortable and uneasy and should uh, cause us to to caution ourselves. Here's what I love about Pilate. You'll never hear this from me again because he represents the the Roman Empire. But he doesn't believe them, right? You've mentioned this. He, He finds no cause against this man. I release him to your care or whatever. Right. He's yours. You it brought him here. It would be just as easy for Pilate to say, for oh, him. I have to kill one more person, NBD. Like, yeah. this is basically yeah. what I do is mete out lethal justice. Cool. And, and we've talked about this motif of in the courtyard, mm. outside the courtyard, in the garden, outside the garden, in the sheepfold, outside the sheepfold. And what happens every time Pilate steps inside the house, He's in front of Jesus and he's like, gosh, I really believe him. I can't find any case against him. He goes outside the house. He is confronted with the hate and the lies. Yeah. And he says, oh, whew, I got to do something with this or I'm going to have an uprising. Right. And I can't have an uprising. And the emperor can't hear that I let this happen. So he's really in a tight spot. He's got 
his own beliefs that nothing's wrong here and then his duties to the empire. And and what and what do the people who want Jesus dead appeal to in order mm-hmm. to get Pilate to do what they want? That sense of patriotism, that sense of nationalism, that sense of appealing to the to the higher political authority. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. Our religion isn't nearly as important as Rome, as mm. the empire. But they they choose to undermine themselves. They choose to appeal to this this nationalistic sensibility, knowing that that they can get greater power and leverage mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. way. Um and yeah, I mean, I don't mind you saying, Pastor Brandon, that that you like Pilate because he's he's he feels almost like a sympathetic character, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can see the trap he's in. You mm-hmm. know, either give in and know that he's murdering an innocent man, or uh, give in and know that he's he's creating an uprising. Like either way, he's he's he has to give up and he loses either yeah. way. Yeah, it's a lose lose. Yeah. And here's what I love what he asks Jesus in 19, chapter 19, verse 9. Where are you from? Mm. And and why that question is important uh, to me is because it's in the margins of my study Bible. But, ah. you know, I was like, well, why does that even matter where Jesus is from? Uh, that the question isn't really about geography. It's about where does he get his authority? Where does he get his power and in John's gospel, knowing where Jesus is from is essential to believing who Jesus is. So where do we faithful Christians say Jesus is from? Well, he's from God. He's the son of God. Yes, we know, you know, lived in, you know, the region of Galilee, walked, you know, all that stuff. Where is he actually from? That he is from God. And so um, I think we're asked that question every day. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Not by Pilate, but in right. different ways is where do we say Jesus is from. Right. So that's, an, you know, and I love, I think our listeners love decision theology where you have to make a decision for Jesus every day. That's not something um, I, I usually preach. I'm going to just gently push against that <laughs> that religious sensibility because we are Lutheran and we believe that it's not our choice that saves us. We believe that it is a gift of God's grace that faith is built in our hearts. So nice. you're wrong, Pastor Brandon. Oh, wrong. come on. <laughs> But there are still choices involved in that, right? Hmm. And one of the choices is to constantly and consciously recognize the the God that I know and worship is not, you know, one in the same with my country or with any particular race. I mean, it's it's not it's saying that Jesus is is of God. Yes, he was a Middle Eastern man from two thousand years ago. You know, yes to all those things. And uh, I have to remind myself daily. That I I can't make Jesus into something like me mm. because even though Jesus is human, Jesus also is God, and so I have mm. to keep consciously reminding myself, like, ah, oh, yes, and He's God, and therefore I am going to be challenged, and I am going to be confused, and I am going to be uncomfortable, and I'm going to have to choose daily to continue to follow Him and make those hard choices, even and especially when it, it feels like I'm running contrary to everything and everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, I want to close with, it's interesting because this is on the day before Passover Mm. in John's gospel. And so it's the preparation for the Passover meal that many faithful Jews around noon the day before, and our story points out it was about noon. Um, Historically, about noon the day before Passover is when the, the, the sacrificial lamb would be slaughtered. 
And so John's gospel continues to have this very interesting motif of Jesus uh, is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And it's at about this time that he's handed over to be crucified is about the time faithful Jews would have been making that sacrifice of the innocent lamb. And I want to point out that that timeline is different in Matthew, Mark, and Luke than it is Mm -hmm. in John. And again, it's because John's making a a point. I once had a professor say, well, which timeline is right? The answer is yes, Mm -hmm. because these things are all true in that they reveal something to us about who Jesus is for Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, goodness, today especially, that, that causes me to to remind and recenter myself on following Jesus. Mm, Especially Uh, when it's hard. Oh, it is hard. Mm. So, faithful listeners, thanks for doing the hard listening of listening to our podcast, but also the the challenge of being a faithful Christian today. Thanks for sticking with Jesus because we know Jesus is sticking with us. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and... Carry on the work of Jesus Christ. May the road rise up to meet you. Oh, no.